Hey, 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 everybody. Today for you, podcast number 36. Today's podcast is titled, What Step Are You On? Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast, where we flesh out the uh, limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. And I'm a little off script today because I've got a special guest today. I'm super excited to have her here. This is uh, Katrina Potter. I'm going to introduce her in a second, but she's awkwardly sitting here while I go through my intro stuff, wondering what do I do? And I'm like, just, just relax. It'll be fine. It'll be great. So, but I do want to take a moment to thank uh, each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. Uh, I love the feedback that we've been getting. Uh, it's super uh, important for me to uh, acknowledge all of you listeners out there. And uh, if you guys uh, are so inclined to leave comments. I love that. And uh, the people that have actually been coming into personal contact with me have been sharing all their uh, success as far as what they've been doing in life uh, from the podcast. So that's pretty cool too. And if you want to leave a review, you know, there's no rules against that. So uh, anyway, let's get rolling here. Enough with the preamble stuff. Um, so let's get on with the show. So Katrina Potter uh, Hello, is- Hello, everyone. Yes, she's been dying to talk. I, I know that. I am. <laughs> <laughs> she is a consummate entrepreneur, um, um, a mother, uh, a wife, and a super good friend to all the friends that she does have. And and she is uh, just uh, killing it in the entrepreneurial space. And I gave her a new title. It's the IHLC. She is actually an integrative, holistic life coach. So um, she's she's got that title now. I have that title, the, the, the J.K. LMNOP. We yes, discussed it. The IHLC. Just add all the letters together, <laughs> and it sounds pretty cool. Yes, it does. So today's uh, today's podcast, we titled it "What Step Are You On?" And Katrina and I have been going back and forth uh, before we actually hit the record button to just kind of get our heads around what we wanted to talk about today. And she has a lot to share, and it's super good content. So hang with us. I don't know how long this is going to go for, but I think it's going to be super rich with content, and uh, I'm excited to, to hear what we have to say. So I asked her uh, the simple thing that I ask most people that I interview is, what's limiting people from living their best life? And um, so we try to come up with some limitations, and and she's got a really good slant on this. So uh uh, something about energy and our energetic experiences. So if you could uh, lead us off with that, tell me all about what you mean by this. Sure. All right. Well, first off, hey, everyone. And I'm excited. This is a topic I talk a lot about in my coaching practice and in my business. And I am I think that when we talk about energy, sometimes I, we we're kind of joking in the beginning, people say, oh, yeah, I don't have any energy. I need lots of coffee. And that's mm. not the definition of energy that I'm that I'm describing in this. So when I think of the energetic experiences that we have, I think of it as how we feel in our body. So we have okay. low energetic experiences. Think of when we're grieving or when we wake up and don't want to go to work, maybe that like feeling of wanting to kind of nest in our mm -hmm. bed and not do much. And then we have high energetic experiences where we're full of joy, love, excitement, passion. We're ready to go and take on the day. And so 
when we're thinking about the limitations, we're kind of dissecting energetic experiences from those two angles. We're either in this lower energetic state or we're in the middle ground, I guess. So there's three spots or in a higher energetic state. So that's what I mean by energy. Okay. And then you also, now you brought up this really good analogy. Um, and I like this analogy because it, it, I'm a visual person as well mm -hmm. as auditory. So, um, mm -hmm. but I like the visuals. So uh, that's why we record this. There we <laughs> with, go. Got with the camera as well. We don't that's just have right. audio here. Um, so tell me a little bit about the staircase analogy. Yeah, so I kind of view life as an energetic staircase. We have lower energy stairs, we have higher energy stairs, and they kind of all build upon one another. So we have lower, if we're on a lower level in our staircase for the day, the moment, the lifetime, we're having experiences that are more limiting beliefs. We're in a state of contraction. We're mm -hmm. in scarcity mindset. Everything feels hard kind of white knuckling our way through life. And as we pay more attention and put intention towards moving up the staircase, we start to become aware of our beliefs, what's in the driver's seat, what's kind of uh, creating our reality. And, and the more that we become aware of that and start making shifts, we move upwards in the staircase. So then when we get to this higher level on the staircase, now we're in a place of abundance, excitement, expansion, we can create the life that we want. And so the goal becomes, let's move upwards on our staircase so we can experience more freedom and excitement in our life. And so, you know, this is a new concept, just hearing this, you know, for a lot of our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes me think like, okay, now this is a very early stage of learning, right? It's now we have something that's on our radar. Mm -hmm. We're consciously aware of this now. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of leads us into our second point is like now we all of a sudden see like where the heck are we, right? Right, right. right. And that <clears throat> just having that awareness, like I know the days when I, I'm aware that I'm dropping a couple steps on the staircase, it's, it's like, okay, now do I want to stay here or do I want to start making shifts to feel different today? Yeah. So, you know, that, that I guess that would be the, the point with point number two is like now you have to have some type of awareness of where you are mm -hmm. in, in every aspect. So, you know, this isn't just like how you feel in today and just one thing. I mean, it's it spills into all different areas of your right. life, correct? Right. There's a saying in coaching, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're feeling like you're in a, you're, you know, maybe the thought that we fall into is, well, I'm only miserable when I'm at work. Well, <laughs> probably when you come home, you're also leaking misery around, right? Like that probably is is falling into finances. That's falling into health-related topics. That's falling into those different areas. So yeah, it's how we do one thing is how we do everything. So it's it's showing up in multiple areas and it's kind of becoming an awareness of, okay, what's what staircase is in the driver's seat right now? Right, right. And so then from from that, like now we've got some awareness, like, okay, well, maybe my energy, you know, when I'm at work is maybe high in the morning, but by the afternoon, I'm pretty shot and I'm drained and I just want to kick the can and get through the mm -hmm. day, right? Mm -hmm. So like what happened? What changed? Mm -hmm. And then we may start having different reasons why we think that is or we're, why we're maybe even allowing this to mm -hmm. happen, right? Mm -hmm. So you you described in point number three something um, which I think is going to need some serious expansion because it's the uh, 
It's this drama triangle. The drama triangle, yeah. <clears throat> so what is the drama triangle? Yeah, so so just to piggyback real quick on point number two, one of the things that also comes into play, you made the, the um, reference of you're at work, you start off the day at a high energy. We also are the, five, the average of the five people we spend the most amount of time with. So that kind of comes into play as well if we're – thinking, okay, I'm I'm in a great mood when I go to work, but then I hang out with Joe Schmo in the cubicle next to me, and now I'm miserable for the rest of the day, just being aware of mm. we are the average of the five people that we spend almost, are the most amount of time with. So sometimes there's just this conscious shift to, all right, maybe I'm going to hang out with Joe Schmo a little bit less so that mm. I can stay in a higher energetic staircase. So Wanted to just kind of expand upon that aspect and then to go into what your um, our point for number three is. There's something in the world of psychology called the drama triangle, and it was created in the 1960s by Stephen Cartman. And it's it com- comes into play what I find is with pretty much everything in our life. So we can fall into the drama triangle in our intimate relationships and in our working relationships with our finances. And so mm-hmm. I think this is an interesting topic to unveil a little bit for for all of us here and to come into it from a place of understanding rather than judgment. This is not coming from a place of criticism. It's just awareness of where we're at. And so the mm-hmm. different parts. So in if we're in the drama triangle in any of those aspects, we fall into one of three roles. So the first role is the victim. When we're coming from a place of victim, there's this loss of power or ability. Oh, I can't do it, that that tendency. The second role is a persecutor. So the persecutor is usually the person finding fault or placing blame to the victim. Mm. And then the third role is the rescuer. So when we're in the place of rescuer, it's the quick, let me fix it type yeah. Uh, role. Yeah. So that, that was when you described that earlier, you were a little more animated when you play those roles out. I was really hoping for the animation. I was really hoping for the more animation for everyone. (laughs) I could do that. So the victim being like, (laughs) I don't even remember what I did for my animation, but it was a little bit of like a oh that (laughs) was it that yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. persecutor yeah and then then the rescuers let me come help you. I had a different animation. I don't know. Yeah, my kids need me right now. I have to drop everything. Yes, yes, yes. I did do that. Yes, yeah. So that was good. That was good. Um, so, you know, how does that, like, what about money? Like, cause that's one of the things we wrote down mm-hmm. for the, the drama mm-hmm. triangle. How are, how are just, I'd like to talk about that. Just how are people like, where do they, how, where, how do they end up? How does that impact their money life? So we can fall into those roles with any topic. Mm-hmm. Money is just one of the topics. So if I, you know, I'm working with someone and they're, we're lo- talking about the drama triangle as it pertains to money. It could be recognizing what role am I at with money? Am I, am I constantly in a place of victim where mm-hmm. I'm saying, oh, there's just never enough money? And so if that's the belief that we have and that's the role that we're strongly suited in, now that's the reality that we're going to create. So a person mm-hmm. that's, that's heavy set in a victim role with money is going to Take, bring money in and then just as quickly spend the money because mm-hmm. it will constantly reaffirm that pattern of just I'm a victim. Enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just, there isn't enough. Yeah. Exactly. Versus if a person is coming from a place of uh, persecution with money, it's a constant like, oh, money, it's, it's always so hard. I can never make money. It's just that that constant like money is awful. 
right. stance. And then the rescuer is the person that's probably coming in and like, oh, something's wrong here. Let me take here, take all my money. Take, yeah. Right? So it's constantly like giving it away. I'm going to let money help everybody else, but never leave any for myself type right. of a thing. So Me- meanwhile, going into debt to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I'll put that on my credit card for you. You have that issue. I'll help you. Yes. So, so then it becomes this swirling pattern that when we're in the drama triangle, because one often leads to another and the, the goal and the intention behind being aware of our drama triangle is to come out of it. Right. There's one thing to be aware of it. It's the next to make a shift to come right. out of it. And that's kind of, I mean, we're kind of talking about point number four here, which is the conscious awareness. And how would you describe that? Like the first thing is As what? far as money, do you mean? Well, or no, just I just mean general? like point number four, becoming consciously conscious aware awareness. of that, you know, so. I often use the decision or use the example of dishes because it's such a rudimentary example, but it gets the point across. So, mm-hmm. You're married. You probably have dishes in your house. Mm-hmm. You have kids. Certainly do. Have some dishes. We have dishes in our house. We have a couple of kids. So I think a lot of the listeners or the viewers also have dishes. So we can all agree that we have dishes in our home and we can get wrap our head around this analogy. So I give the example of dishes as, the, as kind of painting the picture with the drama triangle. So let's say... Um, <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself on this example, but for everyone, (laughs) let's just do it. So let's say I come home, my husband's been home all day, and uh, the dishes aren't done. And I have this, we didn't talk about this, but a subconscious agreement versus a conscious agreement. That Mm -hmm. jumps us into a drama triangle often. So if I have a subconscious agreement, meaning I've never said anything to my husband about doing the dishes, but I have a belief that if he's home, it's his responsibility to do the dishes. So that's a real quick way to get into the drama triangle right there. But let's say he's been home. I have this subconscious agreement. You've been home all day. Your responsibility to do the dishes. That is a fast way to jump into the drama triangle because then I could say, you've been home all day. You haven't done the dishes. Are you kidding me? Right? Right. People can relate to that. There is, everyone's got this drama uh, often about household chores. So then what happens? Well, now he would fall into what role? The victim in that. Victim, and then sure. let's say my daughter comes in and says, don't worry, mom, I'll do the dishes. Well, now she is creating that rescuer She's, role. Yes. So I think it just becomes an awareness. So now if I come home and the dishes aren't done, I can either choose to jump in the drama triangle and start persecuting, or I can say, oh, dang, the dishes are still there. Right. It really would have meant a lot if we if the dishes were done. Is it possible for you to do the dishes tonight? There's a very different choice of communication, but oftentimes that's just a pause of, okay, do I want to jump into the drama triangle right now? Or do I want to word this different so my reality is different right. the rest of the evening? So anyways, where did that tangent start? You had asked what? How, well, just what becoming do people consci- do? Oh, becoming consciously, becoming consciously aware. aware. Right. So yeah, you you became consciously aware that you didn't want to jump into the drama right. triangle, so you chose a different way to approach it. Right. And uh, that usually works and out to go, better. Right. And to go back to what I had said <clears throat> earlier, it's, there are certain times where we want to be in the drama triangle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can be it. real with that. Like, you know, there's just times when that, that it feels good. Yeah. Well, well, like something bad really happens and you're like, okay, I just need a moment to be right. the victim for a little bit here. Right. And then I'm going to be consciously aware that I am, I am playing the victim and now I'm going to consciously choose to stop playing the victim and then do really what 
people struggle the most to do, and that is to create something different instead, something which leads us to, yeah. to point number five. And that is, okay, most people know what they don't want, mm-hmm. but they struggle with really getting identified or clearing what they do want. So why don't you help us out with that? Because that's this is really... Yes. This is the really take-home stuff. The take-home. Now, the tangible aspect with this. So the first part is recognizing when we're in the drama triangle. Yes, there are moments when we want to um, stay in that. And then I I think of it as kind of like a muscle that starts to become exercised more frequently. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, now I'm aware that I'm in the drama triangle. I'm going to stay here for a second. Okay, now I'm ready to get out. And then we practice it some more, and then it becomes faster and faster and faster, just like getting into any new exercise. It feels awkward and clunky in the beginning, and we're like, I don't think I'm doing this exercise correctly. And then all of a sudden, we start getting better at it and and performing better. And so the drama triangle is very similar to that aspect. And then as far as, okay, now what do I want to create out of that? Well, oftentimes, like you had said, we know what we don't want. So let's let's just write it down. That's usually the way that the, the brain goes is, okay, mm-hmm. I don't want this. So I'm going to write out everything that I don't want. And then we can get even clearer with what is it that I do want. But what we were talking about a little bit before this podcast is that's, that's a very black and white example. Mm-hmm. I don't want debt. Okay, the brain doesn't under or the brain doesn't hear the word don't. So all the brain is hearing is debt, 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 debt. So then the question becomes, well, what do you want instead of debt? Wealth is probably the opposite that a person would say. But then if we are, there's the kind of this middle step in between that often is stepped over. And then that's where that self-sabotage comes in. Because yeah. if we don't know, okay, so let's stay with the the finance. Example, if if the statement is I don't want debt, debt and I do want and I do want wealth, but there's not a conversation of <laughs> there's, there's a big bridge there. There's, there's a, a big, big gap. bridge. There's a big there's chasm a, without a bridge. <laughs> exactly. It's more what it is. Exactly. And the so the question is, well, what are the values to create an even clearer picture of that reality? So you want wealth. That's awesome. But wealth is very different depending on who you ask. Right. And there's very different paths to achieve wealth. Does mm-hmm. wealth look like working 400 hours <laughs> or does it look like four hours? Like what is the reality that you want to create? Because the more that we can get crystal clear on what it is that we do want and how we want to get there, the more that our brain looks for evidence to prove that to be true and s- steps away from the old beliefs that are holding us into that debt or whatever the the belief is that we're stepping away from. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, it, no, it does. It makes a, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that that's helping bridge that chasm for sure. Um, I think that values are something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast is that people are not really clear on their values. Right. So what what you value, what what is it that you value? Well, if you look at where your money is being spent, that tells you what you value mm-hmm. because most of your money is flowing toward those things. Right. Um, and what are you spending your time on mostly? Right. And if you're happy with those things, then great. But if you're not happy with those as well, because they can be just patterns that you've picked up, you know, not right. consciously. Those are subconscious right. things that have kind of trickled into your life because they're just maybe things that you've seen you know, patterned out by other people that have carried those same actions right. out. You learned it from someone in your life and and thought, oh, that 
That's what like. that's just I'll what just you do. Take that. That's yeah. just what you do, yep. right? Yep. And and I heard the question of values asked one time of if you were it's kind of a strange twist, but I'm going to do it. If you were put in jail, what what would your values still be? So values sometimes people will say, well like my my um, kids are my top value. Well, if you're in jail, your kids aren't around there. So what is the value that comes with that family connection? building relationships, like kind of mm-hmm. trying to expand on that even deeper. Um, cause sometimes when, when doing this exercise, we, we go into things that are, um, well, I spend a lot of money on my kids. Well, that's not necessarily the value. Let's dig a little bit deeper into what is the depth of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, people don't always think about what it is that the, what about your kids do you value? Right. You know, is it, it's, there's a lot of things I'm sure for everybody, but it's good to define those things. Right. And that's how you get clear is by asking these questions. Right. 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 And I know for me, the first time this was asked, my answer was, where do you spend the most amount of your money? And it was debt. And where do you spend the most amount of your time? And it was work. And both of those things were a cycle that I was trying to break myself out of. And so I think just having that awareness without judgment, it's like, oh, dang, my answers to that question are not what I want them to be. Time to start making some shifts. And that's not a bad thing, right? Because if you you don't like the answers to the questions that you're asking, that's – you're now all of a sudden aware – Right. And with that, now you can choose a different path and you can create that that life that you're trying to create, right? right? And if we go back to the staircase analogy, I think it's ever evolving for all of us. That's constantly stepping even stronger in our stance of creating a reality that aligns with our values mm-hmm. the, even more. Okay, where are there areas that I can raise my energetic experience even more? Right. Work feels great, awesome. Relationships feel great, awesome. Money, okay, there's still some things. Exercising that staircase even more, I think, is is it's just great to it come from it of a, from an angle of it's going to consistently grow if we put intention behind it. Yeah, love it. Cool. The other yeah. thing that we talked about before this started that um, kind of piggybacks within all of this is there's also the awareness that we have thoughts based on childhood experiences sometimes. Mm, and right. I just wanted to elaborate on that just a little bit, because as we're talking about creating what it is that we want and and stepping into this life or this new reality or this higher energetic staircase, there also is this part where we are hardwired. We learn things in our childhood based on life experiences. And then now as an adult, we get to choose. But oftentimes we're going through life in autopilot, not paying attention to the mm. fact that we can choose. So with all of this, the last little piggyback question with that is, okay, what are your values? And then also what are the beliefs that are in the driver's seat that maybe are no longer serving us that we can start to shift and unravel based yeah. on and that, like when you say they're they're autopilot, that's kind of like a default setting that was programmed in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know past hurts and traumas and just experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what did your parents do? What did they teach you? What did your dad always say about money? Money doesn't go on grow on trees, right. kids. You know, right? You know? And, well, and we we you know from like a, in a medical mindset, we have epigenetics and how you're, you you sure. can have all of this, but we also have it from emotion and mindset. Like we we don't think about the beliefs all of the time that our parents had and how that's been passed on, but they pass that on just as much as they do the genetics. And without 
paying attention to what's in the driver's seat, we go through life in autopilot with those things. Yes, so 100%. Just a, a little call to action for everyone to just kind of think about what are the beliefs that we have in our driver's seat? What's yeah. what's operating in the driver's seat? So. Oh, this was great. Cool. This was, this was really this good. This fun you, to talk you've, about. You've been in the driver's seat here I, today on the I podcast. So you've been love to talk about killing it. it. Um, so if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how would they reach out if they were interested in an IHLC, an integrative uh, holistic life coach? You want to connect coach. with me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they can reach out through email. That's an easy way. Katrina at yourlifefuel.com or on Instagram at yourlifefuel. And I also, my website is yourlifefuel.com. So it's all the, the life, life fuel. fuel. It keeps it pretty clean. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, that's all for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. Be sure to tune in each and every week to stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. 